0: Good morning, everyone. You know, Scripture says where two or more are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst. So we want to give a hand to our Lord because he is here with us. He is here with us. He's the kind of person that never leaves you, no matter what you're going through, even this ring. He's here with us. I can think about a time in the seminary where I was with a priest. We were in class. And he always started the class with a prayer. It didn't throw me off. But it was nice to have Jesus there with us as we learned. It was the presence, his presence that uplifted our spirits, knowing that we're going to know about the Lord and how he can transform ordinary men to soldiers of Christ. So when he said that prayer, he said it straight from the scripture. It wasn't on paper. It was as I thought, from his heart. And that made it more genuine. That made that presence more alive. Just as we walked down the aisle with the incense, it was just like that. The incense filled the church. And Jesus' presence was there. It was a moment for me, because that was the thought that I had, wondering why this priest did that. Because any any other priest would not. I don't know what any other priest would do, but any other teacher would just start class. In high school, they they counted heads with last names. But people, ordinary people, are called by the Lord. It's not like a job application that you fill out and wait for results, wait for an email or something, or a nudge on the shoulder. God calls ordinary men and women to come to him, to to learn of him. Just as when Moses said in his first reading, he told the Israelites, there is one, one, mightier than I, that will lead you to that promised land. Moses was at the end of his life. He couldn't cross over to that promised land but he gave instructions to the Israelites that they need to learn, listen and obey the word of God from this prophet so that's why this this reading was so special to me because you should always remember where you came from and where you're going and knowing that Christ is there with us, teaching you By the hand, bringing you to people with valuable sources and information, godly, to make sure you're on the right path. Moses said this, whoever will not listen to my words, which he will speak in my name, I myself will make an answer for it. I thought about that as much as all of the prophets that you might hear online, the prophets that you'll see on TV, the wannabe prophets that, the, that sent out for their uh, divine application via text message and you can print it up. This has clouded our teaching Bringing proper people to the faith. It's been watered down by the society. The hearsay. The thus sayeth the Lord. And he didn't say. That's why in the scripture reference, it, it came to mind Revelation 22, 18. Where he says, thou shalt not add or take away anything from this book. And that should bring to mind how important following the voice of God is. He loves you enough to chastise you. He will bless you with all the blessings from your heart, but Jesus has to be in that heart. His will is not something that we can't handle by ourselves because he is with us. Moses predestined Jesus coming. He predestined it. And that's why he says in our second reading, we should not be anxious. We shouldn't be anxious for anybody, anything. His word became a reality. Moses' word became a reality. God calls prophets. He calls prophets to to preach for us. He calls prophets with that indwelling presence of the Spirit. That fire that Father was just talking to me about. That fire that never dies. It's the the fire that, that burns off the excess sin. And makes you precious in his sight. You're prophets. You're prophets because you have Christ in you. For you. Through you. You can't have anything else. Jesus fulfilled that element of grace and love. and He gave it to the people who needed it. He gave it to the people who needed it. His words are authoritative. When I proclaim the word, I'm not worthy. I have to be in prayer. We have to be united. So I can properly dismay his love from the scriptures. It's not just something I read. When you read your Bible at home, it's not something you read. That's God talking to you. And you should cherish that. The mind and heart should always be open to that. His words are not scripted. His words are eternal. And when he is eternal, we are that remnant, that small remnant for eternity. We're destined. Any place you could want to be on this earth, I wouldn't want to be. I'd rather be in my bed sleeping, but <laughs> but <laughs> truth be told, but I'd rather be with him. Because it's his name that's the tower. It's his name that's the refuge for us. Something we can run into be protected it's something that that gives us that spiritual encounter to say that he's with us and we all right you know there's there's some new people I'm not sure if they're here but you don't have to raise your hand but if you are visiting our church you're searching also. You're looking for that, let me taste it and see. Even if it's from church to church, person to person, scenario to scenario in each church, learning how different churches proclaim the word of God. It shouldn't be something that that you put on and and make sure you're you're fine. You're supposed to pierce your heart and your spirit. That's when you get a good connection to God. When he comes to you and he cuts through bone and marrow. When he cuts through that. And say, I am with you. He did that to us as clergy. As religious. He did that to us. We didn't understand it but we accepted it and we made Jesus our own. Right. And look where we are now, still praising his name, still praying, we're still having adoration. We're St. Martin of Paris. This is a church family that, that the Lord looks over. We're Christians. And we, as a church, have that remnant of all that grace and all that love that just want to turn you inside. Look at where you are today. We're still here. And today is still the day of salvation. As long as we can Put our hands together, bow our head, and say, Lord, I'm here. Ask of me what you want. That's being submissive to his will. Will you get that answer? Yes. Will it be right now? That's on him. But it's also on you because you have to be ready for it mind, body and spirit has to be one has to be one that's why in the second reading we talked about the unmarried woman or virgin is anxious about the things of the Lord that she may be holy in both body and spirit and then the married man is anxious about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and he is divided. Now this doesn't mean that you're running off to the seminary (laughs) or the convent. It doesn't mean that. It means in your vocation in your vocation do you have the teachings of Christ? Is he guiding you where you want to go or need to go? Christ and his teachings, his authoritative teachings can be inputted in every aspect of our life, married or unmarried. That just means if you're unmarried, you've got more time for God. And if you're married, you have more time for God. Okay. Okay. Amen. I ain't stutter. I ain't changed nothing. I can't have an excuse. I have to be available. You have to be available. Our young have to be available. This morning on the way here, I looked at my my grandbaby. She's 11, but I still see Grammy. And her face was, I can't read her, you know, her mind, but I can see her emotion. Maybe she wanted to be somewhere else. But this is the place you need to be to hear his voice. Hear the Lord's voice. Even if you don't know it right now and it's coming to you all different sides because of rules, regulations, I got to do this. The Lord is right there teaching you. And that's why we're leaders. That's why we're parents, grandparents, because we're leaders. We're already here, teaching, learning, proclaiming, giving. It's that, it's that grace that's just keeps on pouring out, and people don't recognize it sometimes. It's his grace that is overwhelming. The cup overflows, and we need to praise him for it. In the gospel, when Jesus walked in the synagogue preaching and teaching, he already knew the situation. He's seen the man. He noticed the unclean spirit. But what did the man do? He already acknowledged it. He knew what, to, what kind of authority Jesus had. His presence. That threw him off first. And then he started antagonizing Jesus. And what did Jesus do? Quiet. Quiet. Come on out of The authority of Christ God's will be done and when we're under that that grace that mercy and we're constantly open-minded to that authority of Jesus which comes from the throne we can't think of nothing else but him but the goodness in your life but getting healed, it's a part of it. accepting him. Beatitudes, commandments, all his ordinances will be accustomed to because of the love of Christ. But when he said quiet, quietness is where you truly hear Jesus. Will you truly hear it? I only went to one game in the vet stadium before it got demolished. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. You have so many voices. So many people telling you this, that, and the other, X, Y, Z. I don't, don't want to go into it. But it was only one voice that everybody heard was the announcer, was the guy on the PA about the conditions of the game. If we're too occupied in this society, if we're too occupied with the things on TV on trying to lose weight, buying stuff, trying to get money, false prophets telling you, send me money and you can can get your, your, your holy water. Don't be fooled. You have to have a church who preaches the life, death, resurrection of Christ. That is the true church. And that's the church that's in here. The authoritative God who walked this earth choosing his disciples under the will of the Father. planning, Teaching. Showing. And they still had problems. And just before Christ ascended to his Father in Heaven on the right hand of God, still had to prove it to him. The hardness of the heart We have to overcome that, church. We have to overcome it because it's not healthy for you spiritually. Mentally, it's not healthy. Yes, you have to do a little extra. Yes, you have to listen a little more. Yes, you have to give that person some time. Yes. Our Blessed Mary said yes. We said yes. You can say yes too. To change that hardened heart to flesh—the same flesh that was pierced for us. Today, today I had busy day. Mind, body, and spirit the Lord took care of me today. He took care of me today because I'm here preaching his word. And it's like my brother's just standing right here telling me what to say to the people who he loves. He did it for all of us. There's no I'm gonna do what I wanna do and say what I wanna say And he already did it, so I'm good. There's no money in the bank like that. Christ gave his life for us. He went to that cross. And even on that cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Total grace from the cross. And that's what we come to when we share the sacrament of the Eucharist. We profess to him hand out our hand, and we say amen to that. That means yes. That means you accept him for who he are, who he is, and what he did for us. And it's one thing that I wanted to say is, St. Teresa of Calcutta, last time I read about her, I read that she was a very small person But she had a big message. She let the world know about her faith. She let the world know how Christ is gonna change everybody's heart and mind. Even the nation asked her to speak. That's how powerful her words were. Her authoritative words and our words are just as authoritative in the line of Christ when we preach to one another, when we catechize to one another, when we love one another. And that's the kind of voice that we need today out in our society, our schools, our homes. We need to not let the the fire of our heart Diminish. So brothers and sisters, have that personal encounter with him because he won't let you down. Harden not your hearts and he will accept you for who you are. Amen. <laughs>